Welcome to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where we talk about books. All kinds of shit. I'm Cameron. <laughs> and I'm Lacey. And today we're talking about witches. Yeah. Witchy, magical books, baby. Maybe not just witchy, but magic. Yeah, magic. Or like the Eagles, like my favorite Eagle song when they're like... Yeah. Magic. No, that's not the <laughs> no, Eagles. No, that's not the Eagles. <laughs> I'm talking about witchy woman. Oh, oh yeah. Like, witchy woman. Oh, we could make, we could see how high she flies. What were you talking about? You were talking about electric light yes. orchestras. Yes, I was. That, yeah, that's yeah. a good song, too. That, we okay. could come up with so many God, good... hopefully we don't get sued for that. No, yeah. <laughs> we do not own the rights we to those We do not own the rights to those songs. <laughs> We were playing karaoke in my room, okay? <laughs> uh, all right. Before we talk about our witchy books, what is your suck for this week? We always do our suck and sweet if you are just joining us. Suck and sweet is something from a Colleen Hoover book, one of my favorite authors. And in this book, the characters would, at dinner every night, talk about their suck for the day and the sweet. So that's why Lacey and I do it. So, Lacey, what's your suck? My suck is having to punish your child for something you know you did at the same age. God. <laughs> Without going into too much that detail. Is, uh, I would I don't have children, but I would imagine Oh, it sucks. Yeah, cuz like how do you keep from laughing sometimes when they do something that's I, yeah, just fucking funny? I don't know. Funny? I just have to I just have to like, has he ever done that? And you were just yes. like, okay, now that's funny. But you can't laugh. Uh, but I still do sometimes. Like, what's the funniest thing he's ever done? Oh, man. I don't even remember because there's been so much. Oh, I don't know. Oh, well, when I came over here today, um, I asked him why he was in trouble. And he's like, well, I was cutting my jeans. And I was like, what do you mean cutting your jeans? Like, cutting a hole in them or cutting the hem? And he's like, no, I was cutting a hole in the knee. And I'm yeah. like, dude, you can buy jeans that look like that. Or yeah. if you just wear them enough, they'll split open. Yeah. And your dad was like, no, he don't ever go outside. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't. He went outside yesterday and he's like, oh, it's so bright. I'm like, that's because you never come outside, man. <laughs> he's like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, walks outside. And also right now he has a, a chunk of his bangs missing oh. because he cut his own hair. And I'm like, well, why didn't you like make them even? <laughs> no, no. And if you ask him why, oh. it's because they were getting in my eyes again. And I'm like, dude, we just went for a haircut. We can go for one next week. Right. Just tell me. Just, just tell me. You don't have to cut it yourself, man. <laughs> so now all the scissors are taken dude, away. Dude, I think this heating pad is on. Yeah, it should be probably. That's why it's so hot. I was like, oh my God, this couch is so hot. There's a heating bed over here. Okay, miss yourself. Um, well, that's hilarious. And I yeah. would imagine that that does suck. Um, so bad. My suck for the week is once again my tires because the air pressure is low and there's nowhere that has the nitri- oh. nitrous tanks or whatever's in them. So I have to like make an appointment at the dealership. It sucks, dude. Yeah. I'm You're thinking right. of just, like, filling them with air and being done with it. Ooh, but what would happen? I don't know if that would well, be... Well, it's fine if you put air in them and then continue putting air in them. But if you want to only have them be the nitrogen again, then you have to completely deflate them. And they say nitrogen's supposed to be better because you have, like, less fluctuation. But, I mean, when it was cold last week is when they went down, so... It does that with regular tires. Exactly. Yeah, my tires my do it ass. all the time. And no one has the damn pump except Costco, which I don't have a Costco card, and the freaking dealership, Ugh. which, you know, is like banking hours. So yeah. that's my suck for the week, which is sweet. 
My sweet is all of my greens in the garden are growing. Oh, like what? I have lots. So like the turnip greens, like we've already taken a mess off of those and they're already almost grown back again. Spinach is pretty much fully grown. Oh, yeah. I need some spinach. Yeah. We have so many different kinds. Uh, We have... Mustard greens, what did I say? Turnip greens, collard greens. We have broccoli that's almost ready. Might take a look. Oh, you have some broccoli out there? Yeah, we have so much broccoli. Oh, nice. So much. Your dad said that your aunt, who is ill, um, and not it's not looking so good. Yeah. She one of her last requests was to have some greens, so he gave some to them to cook. Yes. And I'm like, that. Okay, my last request would probably be like ponchos or something <laughs> like that's such like a modest last request yeah. is to have like some greens cooked for you because i'd be like okay i want nuggets from mcdonald's i want um i want my last meal yes yeah. i want like a little bit of everything want, from five different places and i don't want it to be like one i want I'll, there's gonna be some days <laughs> yeah <gotta have. laughs> yeah that would be me for sure oh man remember when i um had my wisdom teeth taken out and I really wanted fajitas, and I tried to put them in a blender. My dad got work. so yeah. funny. He was like, "You're not gonna have that blender." He's like, "That you're gonna, you're not gonna drink that." That's yeah, because because back then blenders weren't made like they no. are now. You couldn't mix stuff in it for anything. especially not chicken and bell peppers yeah. and tortillas, like my dumbass was trying to do. Jeez. Such a fat kid. Um, okay, so my sweet for the week. I'm so excited about this. I'm also kind of pissed because. How did you, Lacey, and none of you listeners ever tell me about the show Peaky Blinders before? Uh, Have you watched it? I've watched some of it, but I haven't finished it. Oh, my God. I am obsessed. Steve and I, it's hard to find something that we both like, and we both like this show. It's so good. It's Uh, so well done. Um, And can we just talk about Killian Murphy for a minute? (laughs) Those eyes, <laughs> right? They are like almost clear. In that accent, oh my god, yeah, yeah. Steve's probably not going to watch it after listening to this, but yeah, I'm crushing hard. He won't listen. To um, this. No, he will. I'm not crazy about the haircut. No, which but... was a popular haircut at the time yeah. for lice. So, mm-hmm. like, you don't get lice. He's very much more handsome in Batman <laughs> as the Scarecrow. Um, oh, that's right. But he has an American accent. I didn't even know he's actually Irish. I didn't know that until I started watching Peaky Blinders. Yes, isn't that? Nice? And I was like, oh, he is such a bad boy. Oh my god. Yeah. Why did no one? Why did y'all not tell me to watch this shit before? I I don't know. I have some others that you might be interested in, knowing that you like that. How one, though. far into Peaky? I am betrayed. That I you didn't make it that far. It. I'm not. I'm not that far. I'm like half into season one. I think. I'm, I'm okay, not that far. It, like, yeah, it gets one good, of my I'm friends sure. said, "Oh, it was really slow," and I was like, "Dude, it literally like from the moment it starts, shit starts going down." Yeah, like I never found it to be slow. I did have to turn on the subtitles yeah. for like the older brother. His mm. accent sometimes is a, a little, little heavy. Yes, yeah. but it's a really good show. Yeah. Anything BBC does is usually really, really good. top drawer, yeah. but yeah, that's my sweet. What's your sweet? I said my greens. Oh, yeah, yeah. you already said your greens. I'm sorry. I was thinking of Dorian good. Murphy again. I know. But he's, Feels so, he's, he's good enough to distract anybody. I know, but he's like 45 years old. Well, Who I'm cares? 32, so it's not that big of a deal. Who cares? <sighs> some of these older men nowadays look are Listen, looking finer than some of these young people. I've okay. always been into older men. 
as you know. Yeah. Like when I was in high school, I was crushing on John Bon Jovi. And Harrison Barnes. While everyone else is thinking about, like, <laughs> I don't know, who were we thinking about in high school? I don't know. I was with Richie Sambora and all that. <laughs> I was right there with you. Like, um, I was like, of, any man. <laughs> like, some of my, okay, so like in Peaky Blinders, um, I'm not going to tell you who because I don't want to ruin it for people that haven't seen it, but one of the girls, a lady, is working with a friend of her father's. Like they were, her father is dead and the man she's working with is like an uncle to her. He tell he tells her, I think if you like a daughter, but then he like proposes to her. Uh, and I'm like, okay, well that's kind of creepy because it's Sam Neill. He's from Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. He plays Dr. Grant. So I mean, yeah, that doesn't do it for me. I'd be like, ew. No, gross. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But what if your dad's friend was like hot? <laughs> then would it be gross? No. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, what, okay, this is Lacey's ultimate. I'm about to get her. What if your dad's friend was, like, Brett Favre? And, like, you grew up, like, he's, like, another dad to you. But he was, like, hey, Lacey, you want to get married? Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because when I think about my dad's friends. um, But, I mean, I I say that, but I'm not actually in a situation. Maybe if I was in a situation, I would have different feelings. But, like, if. Um, my dad's friend was John Bon Jovi. I'd be like, oh, it's on like Donkey Kong. It's what it is. Hell to the yes. But I don't know. But what if what if it wasn't? What well, yeah, if, then no. That's gross. Yeah. What if like, I don't know, you think he's sexy, but then like he speaks and you're just like, oh, never mind. John Bon Jovi could never gross me out the way he speaks. He, <laughs> he's a Pisces as well, even though he's a March Pisces. And I do have hold prejudice, uh, prejudice against March Pisces. No offense. But y'all are some of the worst people I've ever met. He's a March 2nd Pisces. But I would still love him. <laughs> you think? Literally two of the meanest people I've ever met were uh, March 20th Pisces. Ooh. And I'm like, what is it about? Actually, I think I've met three. Something about that day. They are evil. I've met some pretty nasty sags. Hey, my husband's a Sagittarius. But he's he's not nasty. <laughs> he's like the cool sags. Um, yeah, he's November, so I feel like any sign, the first part, like the first month that it's in, they're nicer know. than the second part. I don't know, because the nasty sags were November too. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Well, had, well, no, I won't say that. Because it'll give it away. But yeah, they were. Wait, when was their birthday? I can't say. Uh, was it close to November twenty third? Yes. Okay, because if it's close to that day, that's a cusp. That means they're cusping with Scorpio, and we all know but, Scorpios. But get this. Reputation. Get this. You're gonna laugh because it's the same. <laughs> exactly. That's why. That's Can why. I, okay, so I'm not gonna say the date, but no. it's the same day as my husband. I, yeah, exactly. That's why I said he's. I, I, it's interesting. Same, interesting. Right? Well, you know there are other aspects on your chart. That's true. But this is not an astrology podcast, so. No. We will leave it at that. Back to the magical books. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about magic, which um, astrology is sometimes viewed as. Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a friend of a friend who, I don't really want to give it away. I don't think she's ever going to listen, but she, like, didn't want any kind of, um like black magic in her house. Mm-hmm. And so like we were forbidden to talk about astrology in her house. 
Oh, and well, I was I like, see. but it's astrology. And my friend's like, well, it's like a form of paganism. So it's and I was true. Like, yeah. So I can't talk about me being a Pisces. Oh, by the way, I don't want to offend anyone. I'm just kidding about March Pi. I'm mostly kidding about March. <laughs> I'm sure you're a lovely person. Actually, you know what? I think um, I think Inked and Paper Hearts is a March Pisces. Ooh. Or maybe she was a February. I know she's a Pisces. She might be a February Pisces. She's one of the nicest people I've ever talked to. But um, there's good people and bad people no matter what you're Yeah, no is. matter where you are, who you are. But astrology is kind of like my religion. And I'm just saying there's a huge difference between August Virgos and September Virgos. That's all that I'm saying. I'm so glad I'm on the Libra side of... <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you're like one of two Libras I can tolerate. Yeah. <laughs> me and Libras, we do, we do not get along very Look, well. Me and other Libras, it's either we love each other or we hate <laughs> each other, okay? Yeah, I feel like that's pretty on brand with Libras. Uh, yeah. I had, you know, I had a Libra friend that I used to play games with, and we were really good friends, and now it's like... We we hate each other. <laughs> oh, my other sweet for this week is this badass uh, candy Lacey gave me. She got, like, a snack box from the UK. Yep. And this is a chunky Kit Kat with peanut butter. Yes. This shit is good. If Joanne so good. is listening, she's our UK listener. What? Um, uh, and, Joanne, I had some Mr. Kipling's little lemon Which she ate them also. I did not get to try Yeah, it. I ate them all. Sorry. They but were Joanne, so good. <laughs> we do have a question. Um, the chocolate does taste different than like chocolate we're used to. Yeah. Kind of tastes a little coffee. This Kit Kat tastes a little coffee-ish. Yeah. To me. Or a little more dark chocolatey. It's like, I don't, maybe it's the milk or something too. I don't know. It's not. It's different than our chocolate. Yeah, it's close. I don't know. It's close, maybe closer to darker chocolate. So we want to know what y'all put in y'all's chocolate. Yeah, what is it? What's up with the chocolate? Do you know? <laughs> All right, witchy stuff. So mm. we got a few things that we that Lacey and I have pulled. I do want to bring this up first because last week we talked about practical magic. Yes. And I meant to bring this up. I was like, you know, she kind of goes in depth about things that she talks about. So I was like, did she do like research with like Ooh. witches? Or is so, she wicked? Or Yeah. So I found this article. Um, this is from the writer, writermag.com. This article is by Jack Smith. He actually interviews Alice Hoffman. Mm-hmm. And this was back in 2017. And I'm not going to like go over every question. I'm just going to go over the one where she addresses that. So let's see. Um, he asked, what was your research process like? Do you do all of your research before writing or do you write as you research? Wait, sorry. That was not the question. My bad. Um, in your current novel, the rules of magic, how much research did you do in terms of the history of witchcraft and magic lore? And this is her response. I've always been interested in witchcraft and I've done research my whole life. I did a bit more for the rules of magic because I was writing specifically about a particular judge, judge Hawthorne at the witchcraft trials in Salem. Ooh, Um, I read whatever I could find about him, and I found a really interesting character. As to magic, for me, it's always a pleasure to study magic and find out more and more. Everything in the book about magic lore was something that I researched. For instance, the use of medicinal plants and herbs. Still, while the research is interesting, it's not what's important. Um, Really, the most important thing is writing the novel and creating the characters. So it kind of sounds like she she did do a little bit of back. She did enough Research to know that everything she wrote magic. is true. Yeah. 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 So she's not just like making shit up. She yeah. It's probably something that she 
found. Well, you know, I mean, I did hear about Rosemary, but I didn't hear about it by the garden yeah. door, but I heard about Rosemary by the front door, which is why we have a Rosemary plant by the From front From the Magical Bakery series? They Maybe that's what it was. Maybe in the Magical Bakery series, they they have like a star of rosemary by her front door. And she also says you should always put it in your garden for protection as Maybe well. Maybe that's what it is. But. Got that on my list too. My um, mother-in-law has uh, some rosemary bushes in her backyard. And my dog Jackson is a schnauzer. Bless him. He thinks he's a working dog. He thinks it's his job to protect us. <laughs> so the first thing he does when he goes to her house is he goes to the around the parameter and that includes the backyard because he's looking they have like a lot of rabbits and stuff so he's like uh-huh. looking he's like down looking for the rabbit holes and he always gets in those rosemary bushes and then he comes in and he smells like rosemary <laughs> and my mother-in-law's like you've been in my rosemary bushes it's so adorable oh that's so funny because my weenie <laughs> dog he gets into our mint He'll just uh, go, up, he'll lay on the concrete right there because he likes to sunbathe. So he'll sunbathe and he'll reach over and he'll just start snacking on the mint. Are you serious? Yeah. Can dogs have mint? Yeah, they can have mint. I did not know that. Yeah, it doesn't upset his stomach. That like, is so If he eats funny. regular grass, he'll throw it up at the mint. He just doesn't throw up. <laughs> oh, Caster. <laughs> what a little silly boy. Um, okay, so, yep, that was about Alice Hoffman. Do you want to go through your list or do you want me to read this article that I have first? I can start going through my list. Okay, okay. so I have a list. We have, we both have lists of some magical books. Are these like the top ones or these are just like... These were like some of the first that came to mind when we threw okay. around the category okay. that I've read. Got it. Naturally, so, if there's some that our readers want to suggest, you know, email us, send us a message on Instagram to bookwormswonepodcast at gmail.com. So not necessarily witches, just magic use in general. Right. Okay, some are witches, it. some aren't witches. Just magic. Okay. Just magic. So there's Blood and Chocolate Never. Oof, by Annette me. Curtis Never heard of it. Klaus. It was a good one. They turned it into a movie. Really? What's the movie called? Blood and Chocolate. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in it? Oh, it's been a while. This was this was an older movie and book. I think I think the book Correct me if I'm wrong. Book may have been released in 2007, eight, eight, maybe. Blood and know. chocolate. Oh, Hugh Dancy's in it. He's um married to Claire Danes. Um, he was the prince in Ella Enchanted. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. Yep, yep, yep. yep. His name's Aiden in this movie. Is that where you got your son's name from? No. I ask you that every time no. someone's name is Aiden. I'm no. like, is that where you got it from? No, it's not where. <laughs> Okay, um, I don't know any of these other, except I know the one dude, because he was married to Holly Berry, but I don't know any of these other actors in Mm-mm. this movie. So what is it about? So, this says, for the movie, this is the synopsis, a teenage werewolf is torn between honoring her family's secret and her love for a man. Pretty much, because okay. she's, she's a werewolf. Okay, got it. <laughs> I mean, it'll tell you that when you read this the synopsis of the book, too. She's a werewolf. Okay. And I believe it's that she works for a chocolate shop. Okay. Yum. But yeah, the movie and the book were pretty pretty on point. <laughs> Lacey's, we're laughing because Lacey's dead. He's, was, we could hear him approaching and then he just walks away. He's like, well, I guess I'll just cook dinner then. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to get in trouble? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's next on your list? 
There is also Full Moon by Ellen Schreiber. Okay, that sounds like werewolves. It is. Okay. <laughs> this uh, this teen is interested in this new boy that moves to town. But when she goes to a psychic, she encounters a pack of wolves. Okay. And uh, it goes on from there. And this is your personal list, right? Yes. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. I never heard of that one either. Yeah. So there's also... Born at Midnight by C.C. Hunter. So most of these are all series. Okay. But Born at Midnight by C.C. Hunter. And this is, like, all paranormal. This, like, chick gets sent to a camp with all these other paranormal teens. Like, because their parents don't want them, or... Yeah, it's for troubled teens, basically. That's fucked up. They call them troubled teens, but they're supernatural. That's fucked up. Yeah. It is. I'm trying to get my other Kit Kat out of here as quietly as possible. (laughs) This is a cookies and cream Kit Kat. No, this is the peanut butter one. Is it? Oh, you have some left? Oh, God, yeah. It's so good. (laughs) Joanne, what is in these? They're so good. So, there's also Nightshade by Andrea Creamer. Okay. I read that one. I didn't like it. You didn't? Mm-mm. Did you didn't even finish the series? No, I just read that one and I was like not interested. Oh, I loved all three of them. I gave it to my niece and she really liked it. Now, I didn't like the... That's the one where... She's gonna be an alpha or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she has to find a mate or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it. I didn't like it. But I, I liked the original three. I didn't like the spinoff that she wrote mm. for any of them. I read it like a couple chapters and put it down and never picked it up. I hate that. Yeah. Hate you that. think it's good, but it's not. Yeah. Well, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, so that one she had, yeah, try and fight for the alpha. I hope you not hear me eating that. I'm so sorry if you did. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. I couldn't okay. wait. You know what? I snacks, wait. snacks are an important part of reading, okay? <sighs> yeah, that is so true. <laughs> so true. There's also The Gathering by Kelly Armstrong. You know, I didn't realize a lot of these are werewolves. Yeah. Um, consider, so, yeah. Something about the magic of a full moon. <laughs> magical. I get, yeah, I guess you could say that that is magic. Yeah, because this is a... Or a curse. Ooh, or both. Mm-hmm. So this is so about a team. into werewolves. Mm-hmm, apparently. This is about a teen with a paw print birthmark. Interesting. And she was adopted, so, you know, she doesn't know much. So, apparently, strange things have been happening from, like, mountain lions approaching her to... Oh, that's freaky. ...being able to fill out people in situations, and it just, it goes from there. And she finds out a bunch of skeletons and closets and what have you. Okay. What else do you got on your list? Now, this one. Wait, I thought left out i did not make a personal list like, you didn't no i thought you did uh-uh. that's okay i should have this one you'll know okay the brownies and broomstick series oh yep yep by bailey cates which they say that they're witches they're yeah they're um they're like different branches of witches like there's an herbal witch in there they're like, more of wiccans yeah mm-hmm. um well at least the main character is because She's like a lot about herbs and cooking and, you know, they they try to cook things that they think their customers need yes. and try to give them things like, you know, like one lady's lonely. So they try to put certain stuff in her 
like for love and things like that. That's yeah. a good series. I like that series. That is a good series, which I still have to finish reading because there's like too. nine of them. I do too, but I kind of got deterred because I accidentally read a spoiler for the ninth book that just came out. Oh. And she doesn't end up with who I want her to end up with. Oh, I don't want to know. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I probably already know now, but I don't want to really know. I really don't want to read this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to know. But I probably will at some point. There's also Sookie Stackhouse. Okay, I was about to say, I hope that your list Of course. That series has everything. It has witches. It has werewolves. It has vampires. It has it has fairies. Maynads. It has fairies. It has everything. Everything. And I'm sure we mentioned this like every episode, but that's how good it is. Um, I love that her insurance adjuster is a witch. Right. Because he, like, puts magic on her house. That, like, so instead of, you know, like, oh, hail hits, whatever. Yeah, he, she buys her insur- insurance through him, but he also puts, like, spells on the house <laughs> so nothing happens to it. I'm like, that is tight. Yeah. And it's also smart because now they're never going to have to pay a claim. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Or deductible. Or, de- yeah. Or <laughs> so, Anno Dracula by Mr. Kim Newman. This one, it's also a series, but um, it's about Queen Victoria taking Vlad Tepes as her consort, which okay. is who Dracula is supposed to be ba- based off of, Vlad the Impaler. Really? I don't know if you ever heard that story. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So, contains a whole, whole bunch of, yeah. Okay. Drop some Kit Kat on my shirt. And it also follows a vampire and this other gentleman as they try and solve the mystery of the Ripper murders. Oh, tight. So it's kind of like a tie-in, but it's it's fun. I love that. Um, On this most recent um, season of Supernatural, they do a... Jack the Ripper tie-in. They actually tie in John Wayne Gacy, too. Oh, really? Yeah, it was actually really entertaining. It was fun for me. They they used the dude who was the most widely thought to be Jack the Ripper. Yeah. So, I don't want to ruin it for you if you haven't watched it. It's a good episode. Um, Any other books on your list? Yes. There's a couple more. Of course, Queen of the Damned series by Anne Rice. I haven't read that. Well, there's so many Is it the Queen... I thought the series was about Lestat. Excuse me? Is that what it's called? It's, there is a book called Lestat, if I'm not mistaken, but there's, it's a whole line. I mean, it's. Yeah, because there's a series just about him, too, that yeah. goes from, like, right. the where the movie starts an interview with the vampire yeah. to, like, modern times. Yeah. Yeah. Whole line. <laughs> whole line. Hmm. But, the yeah, it's, it's a good one. There's also Alice in Zombieland by Jenna Showalter. Is that a show? Alice in Zombieland? Yeah. I don't think so, but it might be. I don't know about it, but... Um, I Maybe I'm thinking of iZombie. Maybe so. iZombie's a comic, or I think it was a comic book. I okay, got it. Okay. And then the last one is Generation Dead by Daniel Waters. So this one was kind of fun because something happens and all of these well not all of them but some of the teens turn into zombies and some of these people turn into zombies and they're not sure why but they can talk and act like normal people kind of like twilight but zombies was it the year 2020 
No, but that would be funny. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, it's a book about all these teens and people mm-hmm. trying to live with all these zombies and each other and, you know, naturally. That you know, sounds good. Hey, you look good, zombie. And, you know? Oh, that. so they start having sex with the zombies. I don't, I don't, I don't remember about that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That's funny. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. There was this movie, I think it's a book, that came out a long time ago. You're talking about Warm Bodies? Yes. Yeah. Where lo- the love brings them back yeah, to life Yeah, he brings them back whatever. to life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was separate. Got it. Yeah, that was a good movie. It was a good movie. Well, I have um, an article. She is at a bookish endeavor on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But it just, like, so happened. We were talking about magic. We are talking about witches. She had, um, she was, like, reading just several, several witch books. So um, I asked her. She said I could go ahead and read her article. And she has several lists as well. Um, so when I, I'm reading this from her point of view, just so you don't get confused. I did not write this. I wish I did because she's a good writer. But she said, when I started this self-imposed or self-inflicted challenge, I was motivated by the sole fact that I love to read books about witches, healers, and spiritualists in the fall. Side note, I yeah. do too. Um, what I didn't expect to what I didn't expect was to gain a deeper understanding of the cultural, political, and historical persecution of women. I read from perspectives of women tortured and tried during the Salem witch trials of 1692 to the present day when the effects of those horrid events can still be felt. I saw women who were seen as little more than props if they obeyed or plagues on society if they did not. While we are no longer being burned at the stake, our voices are still often silenced. She wrote, fuck you, Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's so true. Um, she said, we are painted as crazy or disgruntled. We make men quake with self-pity and victimhood via the hashtag Me Too movement. Elected officials think they have a right to make decisions about our own bodies. I went to numerous independent bookstores around NYC for some recommendations. I'd often be asked, what do you mean by witchy? Hmm, what did I mean by witchy? It took some time to figure out a sufficient response. Well, witches, of course. (laughs) Also something to do with magic. And maybe women of intuition, healers, spiritualists, persecuted women, silenced women, women defying expectations and growing into their power. I guess that's what I mean when I say witchy. So here we go. I've compiled this list of witchy reads that spans different cultures, periods, and genres. I hope you'll be able to find a new read to add some magic to your fall. So she has two parts. This is part one. Um, So the first book on her list is Witches, Midwives, and Nurses by Barbara Heinrich. Uh, I hope that's right. And Deidre English. I haven't heard this book. I haven't either. But it sounds really good. It's a short nonfiction book about the history of women healers. The formation of the medical profession, societies meant to exclude Ooh. and disqualified women, and the origins of nursing meant only to sate the male ego. Huh. Number two and three is the rules of magic and magic lessons by Alice Hoffman. Alrighty. Um, of course, these are the prequels. <laughs> she goes the prequel and prequel prequel to Practical Magic. So these books follow the Owens women across generations, beginning with Maria Owens and the curse that she cast declaring that all men who fall in love with an Owens girl will suffer a terrible fate. So that is the curse that Lacey and I were talking about last week that was not included yeah, in, in the, the book Practical in the Magic. First book, yeah. In the movie, makes it very clear from the get-go, that's the curse. Yeah. I was really disappointed that Practical Magic didn't touch on that because she wrote that book first. Yeah. 
So it should have been included. It should have been included, first. especially to go back and write a prequel. But maybe that's why she mentions it in the prequel is because she saw the movie and was like, you know what? Banging. I <laughs> she must have worked on the movie then. She might have. Because how else would they have known that? She might have. Maybe she. Or she liked the idea so much that she used it too. Who knows? That's, oh, maybe we should look that up for our correction next week. We might. <laughs> okay. Um, number four, The Witches Are Coming by Lindy West. Um, it says, this is the only other nonfiction on the list. It's from the author of Shrill. West brings us unapologetic and often hilarious musings on feminism as a whole, the era of Trump, and the Me Too movement. Number five is The Witches of New York by Amy McKay. It says, we follow three witches, two of which are older and own a tea shop together in Manhattan. The other, a newly hired shop girl, whose powers are awoken when she comes in contact with an ancient monument. Ooh. It's a spooky story with ghosts, magic, and the beauty of found families. Oh, that oh. sounds like a good one. That does sound like a good okay, one. Okay, write that one down for your list. Witches of New York. Witches of New York. Number six, Mama Day by Gloria Naylor. Number seven, Witches of Brooklyn by Sophie Escabos. Hope I'm saying that right. Number eight, A Witch. I apologize for the pronunciation of this name. Nettie Okafor. Um, that's a New York. This, this book is about a New York born witch. Sunny moves with her family to Nigeria where her parents are from. She is ostracized by her peers in both the U S and Nigeria because she is albino. Ooh. Shortly after moving, she makes two friends who introduce her to the idea of leopard people. Those with magical powers. That sounds good. That does. Sunny's powers awaken and which once Seemed like a personal defect is the key to her strength. Which one is that? Ooh. That one is the, I don't know that I'm saying it right. It's A-K-A-T-A, Akata Witch. So that was her part one. This is her part two, hashtag witchy reads stack. So number nine, Toil and Trouble, 15 Tales of Women in Witchcraft by Jessica Spotswood and Tess Sharp. And she said, this is a set of stories in this collection are so vibrant and diverse, unified by the theme of young women taking hold of their power and defining themselves. Number 10 on her list, The Witch Doesn't Burn in This One by Amanda Lovelace. It's a poetry collection. Number 11, Labyrinth Lost by Zoreta Cordova. Number 12, The Year of the Witching by Alexis Henderson. This one, here's a synopsis of this one. In Bethel, I don't know where that is, four witches were driven into and murdered in the Darkwood by the finest prophet. With the unwitting involvement of the main character, Emmanuel, their souls are ready for revenge. In this town, women must submit. The prophet's word is the law. He gets away with unholy, sickening crimes because it's in the name of God. And anyone who is not Puritan or white is banished to the outskirts. This story deals with racism, the abuse of power, sexual assault, misogyny, oh, and the spirits of angry witches. Oh. Number 13, The Diviners by Libra, Liba Bray. Number 14, Witches of Ash and Ruin by E. Latimer. I feel like I've heard of that one. Sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of that one. Number 15, Conjure Women. Oh, yeah. Which we almost, it, it lost the vote. I think it we did. had it up with Luster. Yeah. Um, by Afia Etakora. I actually put this in my to-be-read list for October. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to try to read this one. Um, here's a synopsis from a bookish endeavors article. The story shifts between slavery, war, and freedom time between mother and daughter two hoodoo practicing healer women and the daughter of the plantation owner, Verena. When a baby with almost entirely black eyes is born in freedom time, the other children in the village start dying from a mysterious illness. The townspeople view this child and Rue, who has an inexplicable affinity with the child, with mistrust, superstition, and hostility. Ooh. Yeah. So here is the conclusion to her article. I'll read the rest of it. Um, as I said before, I was initially looking for some spooky reads for the season. I didn't expect to get as much out of this experience as I did. I read 15 books on the subject in quick succession over one and a half weeks. Oh, girl, that's some super Did you fast sleep? reading. Oh really? My God. I <laughs> thought we could read fast. Good. Grief. She said, first of all, yes, my brain was a mess afterward, full of so many characters and plot lines that my mind would lock up if I tried to think about one of them without seeing the cover. I'm still recovering. I started going into a book thinking, okay, what kind of magic witchcraft are we going to see this time? Are they going to blast shit to pieces with their mind? Commune with the dead. Brew up an herbal remedy for heartbreak or gas. That's to say, <laughs> my idea of a witch expanded greatly. When I boiled it down in my cauldron, these narratives are just about women. Underestimated women pushed down and silenced, meeting challenges as they come, even if it's themselves, because what other option is there? They tap into their power, laying claim to their destinies, and take no shit from anybody. So is that witchcraft, or is it the reality of womanhood, of both magical and mortal persuasions? Maybe my opinion is too rosy eyes and simplistic, but a girl can hope it's the case. It's a really good article. Really well um, put. Really. And you can check her out. This was on medium.com. I think that that's a hosting site for blogging. I'm not too familiar with that, but it's just easier if you go, if you just look her up on Instagram, a bookish endeavor, and then she has a link to her blog that she wrote. Her name is Lindsay. Lindsay, you're a great writer. Yes. That was a really good article. But really good list, But how did too. you read 15 books in one and a half I weeks? couldn't. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Um, so, on Instagram, there's like a whole, there's a books, there's like a whole subculture on Instagram called Bookstagram, where it's just people like posting their books, posting reviews, talking about books. These people, Lacey, they are serious, Okay. You and I think we read a lot of books. Yeah. These people, like, they'll have a little counter in their bio. Uh-huh. Like, I've read 100 books so far this year. Or, like, I saw one the other day that was, like, 125 books. Oh it's the beginning gosh. of October. Yeah. How are, and then I'll see posts where they say, um, oh, I'm simultaneously so, reading five books. How do you simultaneously oh. read multiple books? I could not do that. I couldn't keep track. Because if you think about it, that's over 10 books a month. Right. That's what? Four, at and least three or four. Isn't books it faster to just finish the one and then start the next one? Right. Like these bookstagram folks are serious. They must not watch TV or anything. That because. must, yeah. If I didn't have TV, <laughs> I would probably like. But when I was single and I didn't have cable or internet, I probably read a lot. More I read a lot more than now. I do now. Yeah, there's just too many distractions. Yeah, there is. Gosh. Well, and, you know, when you like too many things, you can't find the time. Right. Right. It has been nicer in quarantine. I think I've been reading more. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of things. I've been playing more games, reading more, <laughs> watching more TV. Oh, all right. I also have a list 
Um, this is from Oprah Mag. This is going to be the 22 best book about witches and magic for adults and teens. Ooh. So this is by Elena Nicolau. Hey, I think she's the chick that wrote our book club questions. This is on OprahMag.com. All right, let's see what her list is. The Mercies by Kieran Mealwood Hargrave. Never heard of it. Oh, guess what's next on the list? That book you want to read. Aha! Akata Witch. Yeah. The same one a bookish endeavor was just talking about. Must be good. Number three, A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness. I loved that book. That book was so good. Second book sucked. Third book was weird. It was okay. The first book, have you read A Discovery of Witches? No. So Diana Bishop is a witch. Mm-hmm. And she is looking for this, like, I don't understand all this because I'm not, she's a scholar. She's like, um, I think she's doing like a fellowship at Oxford, like teaching some classes there. Cause she's a professor at like a bot, like a, like another college in the States. And she goes to Oxford and she's doing some research. So she's looking for this old manuscript from like this a long fucking time ago. I don't yeah. remember when. And, um, she pulls this book out, but it's this book that people have been looking for for like centuries that no, it's like has magic and it, no one can find it because uh-huh. like once you get deeper into the story, you find out why, but she's able to get it. And she is a witch that is, um, I think she's, what's it called? She has like a, a like a lock on her magic that her parents put on to protect her. Okay. So her magic is kind of like. So like a binding yes. spell. Yes. She's spell, spellbound. Is okay. that what you would call yeah. that? Okay. And she's able to pull this book out. So all these creatures that are following. There's like demons. There's vampires. And there's witches in this Ooh. book. They're all like, she can get it. So this one vampire, Matthew Claremont. And let me say, he, the person that they cast in the show is the exact person I pictured in this book. Matthew Good. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's perfect. It's, um, it's, a show, it's a show on Sundance now. I think you can watch it on Amazon because Amy texted me the other night and she was like, have you seen this? Um, she's like, I'm watching this show that's like Twilight mixed with Fifty Shades of Grey. But I misunderstood. I thought she was talking about a reality show. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it's called Discovering Witches. And I was like, I've never heard of that. That sounds weird. And I thought she was talking about a reality show. But then when she said Fifty Shades of Grey and Vampire, I was like, are you talking about a discovery of witches? She's like, that's it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that shit is good. <laughs> the show's really good. The book was so good. I highly recommend it. Oh, yeah. But it is a series. So just be prepared if you read it. It's a series. Um, number four on this list is Voodoo Queen by Martha Ward. Speaking of voodoo, um, or maybe it's hoodoo. Or both. I think they're both different. I have a friend who she has told me before, um, like she had some, like she grew her hair out and she had dreadlocks and she decided she got sick of them. So she like shaved, shaved, uh, shaved her head, Mm -hmm. shaved them off. And (laughs) this other person that we worked with was like, Hey, can I buy your dreads from you? Um, because then it's like real hair. Yeah. And she was like, no, I can't do that. And he's like, why not? And she's like, because I can't just give you my hair. Like, there's a number of things you could do with it. And she's like, no. And then she was telling me, she's like, don't ever throw your hair away where people can get it. Because that's like one way they can curse you. Yeah. Like, she told me the story about 
this woman that was like jealous of this woman's husband and she found some of her hair in the trash and like put a curse on her. She had like put it in a bottle and like buried it under their house. So like bad shit started happening. I've heard that too. But so I'm like, also- what are you supposed to do with your hair? Like when you clean out your hairbrush. Yeah, exactly. Because I've heard, I've heard too. Like I've heard, I've heard the same thing that you just said, and then I've also heard. But if you throw it outside for the birds to use for their nest, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be good. And I can't remember if she was telling me this was hoodoo or voodoo, and I think she learned it from her grandmother. I have to ask her. I'll ask her because it was very interesting. And I'm like, well, shit, what should I do with my hair? Because I clean out my hairbrush all the time. I do. <laughs> but I don't want anyone getting my hair and fucking me up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, number five, The Babysitter's Coven by Kate Williams. This sounds cute. In the uh, So in this book, the charm of Netflix's Babysitter's Club reboot meets the spirit of Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Ooh. witches. Oh, it's a young adult novel. Uh, number six, Memoir of a Witch, Initiated. Oh, excuse me. It's called Initiated Memoir of a Witch by Amanda Yates Garcia. Oh, that chocolate's getting to me. Uh, number seven, The Witch of Blackbird Pond by Elizabeth George Spear. Never heard of a lot of these. Number eight is Practical Magic. Ooh. I'm surprised it was that far down. I'm not. <laughs> That's it's true. It's not really that witchy. After reading it, it's not that witchy. Number nine is Witchery, Embrace the Witch Within by Juliet Diaz. Oh, this is like a nonfiction book. Are you looking to embrace your inner witch? Witchery is a first step. Written by a third generation witch and owner of a witch school. Witchery has tangible tips for unlocking your powers from altars to spells. It's only $10.99 on Amazon. Hey. Lazy's going to order this. Number 10. I really want to read this. Good Omens, The Nice and Accurate Prophecies of Agnes Nutter, Witch by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Um, It's a new Amazon show with David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Mm -hmm. David Tennant's like the demon and Michael Sheen is the angel. It's a really good oh, show. I, I know really which liked one you're it. Talking about yeah. now, yeah. This is the book. Too. I watched like the first one or two episodes, and I have it on my list to finish watching it. It's yeah. good. Number eleven. This book was also on a, a bookish endeavors list. The Year of the Witching by Alexis Henderson. Number twelve. Plain Bad Heroines. Is that how you say that word? Yeah, I can never say that word. By Emily M. Danforth. Um, number thirteen. This is about to be remade on HBO. The Witches by Roald Dahl. Hmm. So the original had like Angela or Angelica yeah. Houston. Yeah. And now it has Anne Hathaway in it, which yeah. looks really good. Yeah, I've seen the preview, but I don't know. Angelica was, I don't know. She wants a special <laughs> place in my heart. Number 14, The Witching Hour by Anne Rice. I'm just going to see if there's anything else we recognize on this list. And you can look up this list if you want. Oh, I do. This is on my to-be-read list. A Secret History of Witches by Louise Morgan. That's number 19 of 22. Um, so, I mean, I read a lot about witches. What would you say is a reason that you're drawn to stories about magic or witches? Oh, I don't know. Like, why do you like? I mean, we watch a lot of stuff, too. We watch yeah. Sabrina. Yeah, that was for nostalgic reasons because we grew up in Sabrina the Teenage. That may have started it. That may have. I think that did start it. But I don't. That and Harry Potter. That definitely. Harry Potter. Practical Magic was a huge movie in our childhood. I don't know. Like I can grow the craft insanely huge things. So I don't know. It's kind of (laughs) interesting to read some of these books with all these plants. Mm -hmm. You know, have these huge. 
trees and flowers and all that. Would you say that you like them because you feel like a kinship? Probably. I don't know. Doesn't everybody if they like reading something? Yeah. I think I'm drawn to it because it's like, that would be awesome to be able to do that. That would be awesome. <laughs> like, obviously, the most extreme would be like, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch where she like points her finger oh, yeah, and something yeah. happens. Finger. That would yeah, be nice. But, yeah. And I would really like to get my hands on some of that black soap. Right. That they make in Practical Magic that makes your complexion like perfect. And they yeah. only make it twice a year. Yeah. In the magic of everything, it says why. I forgot why. Why they only make it twice a year. There's like a something reason. To do with the, I'm yeah, sure it's something to do with the or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know, I, if I could make a living off of doing some lo- love potion crap mm-hmm. or whatever, I would do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, for it. sure. And then like even at the end of Practical Magic, it said that they had been like selling some of their... Um, yeah. Like body care stuff to stores. Well, and and that, that was the movies that they owned that shop. Yes. I love that in the movie and mm-hmm. that is not the case. I know. <laughs> Ugh. Um, I think another reason I like reading about that is because it's like magical. Who wouldn't want to? It's yeah. it's why you read. It's, it's to escape. So magic. what better way to escape than like in a magical land where it's cool shit magic. happens. Yeah. Or you can, your wildest dreams, you do whatever. Um, I feel like whenever you read about a witch or magic there's usually other creatures yeah so they they all kind of follow one another you know there's witches there's vampires there's werewolves like psychics think about harry potter it has yeah. all of those Suggy stackhouse it has all of those mm-hmm. um i mean we could go on and on about everything werewolves, that's included yeah, yeah. yeah. they're all kind of <laughs> one one of the same yes yeah yes supernatural um Except in Twilight. There are no witches in Twilight. What the fuck, Stephanie Meyer? Yeah. There weren't any fairies or anything either. It was just, it was just werewolves, werewolves and, and vampires. vampires. Yeah. Lame. Um, there's those. There's other things. There's Come a on. really good series. It's actually about the fae, which I believe is a plural version of fairy. Yeah. Okay. It takes place in Ireland, and um, it's called the Fever Series. By Karen Marie Moni. Yeah, you told me about that one. I think the first one's called Blood Fever. I'm not exactly sure on that. One of my favorite series, (laughs) but I I can't remember the first one. Um, It's really, really good. It might be Fae Fever. That might be the first one. It's a really good, really good series. It's a little older, but she started writing them again. I don't really like the new ones. I think I talked about this before. The original series, it was five books and it had an ending and I was happy with that. And then she came out with and more. She came out with more. Like um, sometimes. But that one has the fae in it. It has... I don't think it had any werewolves. I think it may have had some witches. Kind of some, like, um, what do they call the males? Warlocks. No, like druids. Oh, yeah. It has some druids. of that in there, um, which basically are... Warlocks, yeah, right? pretty much. Um, but maybe they're like from a certain region. I can't remember. I don't know. It could be different in every story, too. Right, right. Um, but yeah, that's why I like reading magic and witches and just something different. Yeah. And a bookish endeavor was right. It's like this time of year is the time that yeah. I really like reading that kind of stuff too. You feel it in the air. You feel you it can in the see air. It in all exactly. The you see and... it. It's there. Yeah. All the movies and stuff start coming out. So. Yeah. Um, Sabrina was a com. It was part of the Archie series, right? Yeah. Okay. 
So it wasn't like a book or anything? No. Okay. Got it. Well, that's all I have for today. Any other witchy suggestions, listeners? Let me see if they've posted anything. Um, We've just, on our Instagram, we've been talking about practical magic so much. So much. Well, this isn't magic, but it's kind of paranormal. Um, I read this book called Mexican Gothic. It's a very heavily talked about book. It's It was in our book of the month. Uh, I think last month was when it came out. And the first 150, 200 pages, it was slow. But them last 100 pages, honey. <laughs> shit starts going down lacy it was it was still good even though it was slow like the first yeah. part it was still good um but it's very spooky very yeah it's perfect for this time of the year this is the book that i read right before practical magic so i was coming down off of it and i didn't want to read anything else and it oh my god i loved the ending so much um it the so like every book like this you're like okay well what's the reasoning why is all this happening it's not it's nothing that you'll ever think it is when you find out you're like it's gonna be like a hard left turn yes a very hard (laughs) left turn but you're like but it's refreshing because it's not the same old same old same old you're like huh okay it's very i highly recommend mexican gothic it's by let me pull it up so it's not really mech. It's kind of magic. You'll see. I don't want to give it away. Um, Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Moreno Garcia. Very, very good book. Supernaturalish is what we'll Supernaturalish, call it. yes. Um, yeah, I don't really see them posting anything else. I usually try to save it when they post something I want to talk about. Like on their own pages, but see, look, there's a po- <laughs> there's a post right there for Mexican Gothic. <laughs> it's really good. I think that you, I think that you'll enjoy it. Um, I think I read that Hulu bought the rights to it, Ooh. so it's probably going to be a, like a Hulu series. Have you seen the After Dark series on Hulu? All of the scary stuff they've been doing. Mm-mm. So like what? Good. They're so good. There's so many movies. They're movies. Oh, so it's just like they're. But it's it's their After Dark series. It's Hulu Originals. Oh. They're so no, good. No, I'll have to look into that. So good. I use my mom's Hulu account. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched a movie on there that was a Hulu original with Army Hammer. Mm-hmm. And the chick from Fifty Shades of Grey. Dakota Johnson. Yeah. Did you watch that? I don't, I don't know. Maybe. It's like with the roaches coming out of their mouth. <gasps> oh, Did you okay. watch that? Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> That movie had the potential to be so good. And it was so And it sucks so bad. I know. But, like, I was like, man, this is, this is going to be a really, no. Yeah. It I was know. weird. And I it never explained no, anything. I had all my popcorn ready. But it was in New Orleans, so we know what kind of shit they yeah. they begin down to, in, like, down there. Some stuff we don't want to mention. Some heavy, yeah, some heavy shit. So I was wondering if it was like that, because I don't remember, it's been a while since I've watched it, but I don't remember it ever explaining why any of that stuff was happening. No, I don't think it did. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it didn't. And then roaches. Yeah. No. Well, no, no, it didn't. No. No, it didn't. It just had something to do with that cell phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you know the answer, just go ahead and send it to us. Yeah. Two bookworms, one podcast, gmail.com. <laughs> or Instagram, two bookworms, one podcast. So next week, you have one week. If you still want to join in next week, Lacey picked Clown in a Cornfield. 
by Adam Caesar. Cesar. Yeah, we don't know. At why do we always pick these books? <laughs> Adam, if you could tell us how to say your last name, that would be super helpful. Yeah, we'd love it. Um, but yeah, pick up your clown in a cornfield so you can read with us, send us your questions, thoughts, comments, any book suggestions, anything you want, scary experiences. <laughs> That's all I got. So we'll see you next week. Bye guys. Little say bye. Ah.